always green around the other side. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries on 95.5 WSB. Eight minutes after eight o'clock, it's still hovering around 51 degrees, but hey, the sun's coming out. Look behind me. Wow. I, I failed to look out the window because it's at my back. Uh, we're having a good morning here on Green and Growing, and I'm glad you're here. I will be with you through the end of the year for sure. Four live shows in a row. I'm in studio, and I'm going to be asking a lot of all of you. I want your calls about holiday traditions, and I want your calls about holiday plants. And one of these shows, I, I, don't, I haven't really thought ahead, maybe next Saturday, maybe the Saturday yeah. after, I'll give you some gift ideas, too. Uh, I did a little bit earlier. I was talking about all of our friends who are authors, Mickey, and have written garden books. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Alan Armitage. Oh, we got yeah. Joe Lample. we got Walter Reeves, of course, and Erica Glazner. Sure. So there are good garden books yeah. everywhere for you to find and share with the gardener in your life. Yeah, in the when southern. I get, when I get through with mine, you can sell it. <laughs> yeah, green you need to write one. Red, green thumbs and red clay. Have you started it? Yeah. Okay, good. I may finish it in ten no years. One, <laughs> no one better steal that title. I'll come hunt you down if you steal that title. And with Mickey is her son Josh Gasaway. And in addition to being an educator, you also have a landscape business. You've worked two jobs for as long as you can remember. That is correct. And I'm not going to ask which one you like more. I'm sure you like them both equally. I do. Yeah, I you do. do. <laughs> um, but so we were talking about landscaping, and I appreciate you listening to the show. And you have in, in weeks past, and you know, this whole fall, we've had this conversation about leave the leaves, right? And let all the insects overwinter under them, how nutritious mulch that is to get back into the soil. And you as a landscaper, I know for certain people's yards and landscapes, it's not possible. They have more leaves than they could ever know what to do with. Yeah, if you've got the the big oak trees, the big maples and things like that, uh, you can only mulch so much. Right. And you also, you can't make a pile that's five feet tall around the trunk of the tree. It's mm-hmm. just not possible. And some neighborhood associations even require that you remove them. Right, right. So... With your customers and clients then, what kind of position does that put you in when they're asking you to just come remove the leaves from their landscape? What do you do with them? Well, nowadays, uh, most of the landfills and the uh, recycling centers require you put them in the paper bag. So Mm -hmm. that way that can decompose as well. Uh, But uh, you've got to get them up. you got to haul them off. But just hopefully they don't end up in the regular landfill. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do now is uh, we, we bag them all, and then they, we take it to a vegetative um, waste site wow. um, in Cobb County, and they only accept uh, vegetative waste. That's it. They will accept the paper bags, and then they grind all of the material, and they have mulch. Now, see, people in the industry know about this. And, I mean, I know people are out there listening in their cars now going, duh, Ashley. And I knew about it. But some homeowners may not. Like, they may not realize that there's vegetative landfills in their county, and that's where you throw yard debris, the leaves and all of that, and it benefits the community. That's correct. And if you didn't know this place existed, it's about maybe a half a mile off the, the road before you actually get to the place where you, you pay to uh, to dump the thing. Yeah. So if you didn't know, you might just think it's a construction site. Yeah, but that's so cool. And so a lot of places like that will – and we're talking – your needs for mulch, you know, when you pay and get mulch. I mean, this we're talking to landscapers who are buying it by the yard and the truckload and all that kind of thing. But 
what is the quality of the mulch? It's not the greatest. It's not what you would call decorative mulch. It's more for utility as opposed to appearance. If you've got a big hill in your yard, maybe one that you've planted a lot of junipers on or something like mm-hmm. that, use that. Uh, I've even seen a few places sell this and call it hill hugger. Oh, cool. So uh, it, again, it's not what you would want to put around uh, you know, your annuals and perennials, but it very much serves its purpose and is the natural color. So it's going to look more like the, the undyed hardwood mulch or a cypress mulch. But typically the pieces are a little bit bigger, um, at least more irregular mm-hmm. in size. Well, and it's unknown woods too. I mean, this could be wood from every tree that we don't even know. That is correct. Yeah. The, one, uh, the one caveat they have is they do not accept anything below the soil. So if you dig up shrubs, cut the... Um, cut the root ball off, you have to dump that somewhere else. They only grind what's above ground. Interesting. It's, it's, it's um, that um, the roots will not grind. They just twist and turn. Wow, really? Okay, very interesting. And two, like my parents have been in a home for 40 years, and I don't know if builders can do this anymore, but, you know, builders used to dig and kind of dump all their their five-gallon yeah. oh, buckets yeah. and sheetrock buckets, and, and, you know, you, and now there's like sinkholes yeah. developing in the yard yep. and my dad over time has just beat his head against a wall like just piling leaves and yard debris like in the sinkhole but getting a huge volume of mulch for something like that that would work too absolutely it would yeah if it's an area in the yard you don't really care about it's kind of off to the side but you need to do something that's a cheap way to fix it it is and it's an immediate and if you just dump leaves those are obviously going to sink very yeah. very quickly whereas this mulch is, is going to take a lot longer to break down and, uh, yeah. and that level drop so other than like leaf removal this time of year, what is one of the biggest things that your customers and clients ask you about? Right now, this is a time where we do the massive cleanups. Maybe you've got a natural area of your yard that has uh, been overgrown by little voluntary tree saplings mm-hmm. that are just not very attractive. This is obviously a time to do that, um, to remove ivy if you yeah. don't want that, because obviously some of our slithering friends um, are asleep right now. Yeah, thank goodness. So, so that's, um, and again, we do not, we do not kill those. We no. just, we get them out of the way because yeah. they all serve a purpose. I taught him right. <laughs> but um, we do that. And then uh, this is, again, the time for pruning. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's easier to see. Sometimes it's very difficult when you remove limbs off of trees when they have leaves on them. You don't know what it's going to look like. Right. But when there's no leaves on it, you can really see, which will also aid in the spring when they put out, there'll be more sunlight to get and mm-hmm. it'll fill in that gap that right. may exist. Yeah. I mean, the winter silhouette of a tree, you're able to quickly identify. You don't have to be a pruning expert to know, let's go ahead and A, start with pruning stuff that's dead and diseased. That's not doing any good, staying attached mm-hmm. to the plant. And then number two, any limbs and branches that are crossing one another, right. go ahead and choose the weaker one, cut it away. So that's Pretty basic pruning that you were able to do. Yes, that that doesn't again, like you said, that doesn't require an immense amount of knowledge. That's you can sort of look and tell what doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't want to put you on the spot by any means, but like when you start talking about landscapers coming to the house, like are y'all limited on getting on ladders and how high up you can go? I mean, obviously, we're not talking about pruning huge oak trees. This is not realistic. Well, that's all going to depend on what your insurance says. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to carry your liability insurance. And, uh, you know, some um, homeowners, uh, actually very few of them actually ask me for it. But if they do, we provide it for them because it, I mean, it is a liability that mm-hmm. if you get hurt, you could get yourself in, uh, in trouble. Yeah. Um, again, if somebody is just using a hedge trimmer, Okay, I'm not. I wouldn't be so worried about that. But somebody gets on a ladder to start doing things that can get real dangerous in a hurry. Yeah, for 
for sure. But you leave it to the professionals, folks. We, we don't want dad or grandpa or anybody else trying to do that over the holidays. Even if you're just stringing Christmas lights, we, we don't want you doing that. Um, so talking to Josh Gazaway, Mickey Gazaway today, talking about things to, to do in the landscape. And I'm glad you brought up Ivy because in the fall is a really good time to hack back at bamboo, kudzu, um, English ivy. And for whatever reason, fall is a little more of a, a welcome time that it um, responds to chemical treatment. You know, when you have a fresh cut and remove what you can right. and then uh, chemical treatment. But this time of year, to your point, a lot of the vegetative growth is dead. You can actually see what you're working with as far as the stems and the vines of the ivy, whether they're growing along the ground or up the trees, you can actually see what you're working with. And go ahead and manually remove right. as much of that stuff as you can. I mean, I know it take you the rest of your life in some cases, depending on the amount of English ivy you have, but it's a good time to get after that. Right. For Absolutely. Sure. So, and uh, some of the plants that we're seeing right now, you know, I don't want folks to be sad that there aren't many flowers. There's not much blooming right now. La, 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 la. One of our favorites, Mickey, and you and Josh and I were just talking about this, hellebores right oh, now. I love them. Right? Just love them. I mean, that's going to be one of the first things to start blooming late January, early February. Right. Beautiful well, some plant. Of them are blooming now. Okay. Um, used to, we called it Lenten Rose mm-hmm. because they blo- that was the Orientalis. And that used to bloom. It bloomed during Lent. But... There's some newer ones now. We even call them Christmas rose oh. because they bloom earlier. Wow. And um, they're beautiful. They're so pretty. And I just, it's one of my favorite plants because it's so sturdy. Yeah. And so hellebores are perennial. They are perennial. Just like we like our hostas. And Everything. I always compare the two because they grow in very similar conditions. I love them planted together. Yeah. Because they, yeah. when the hostas die down, then you have the hellebores. Yeah. And the deer won't eat them and the rabbits won't eat them. And, and you, then mix in the autumn fern. And with yeah. the autumn fern, too. Ooh, that's a nice look, too. And you don't need to eat them either because they're hallucinogens. You, where do you come <laughs> up with this stuff? No. They said that's where the witches in Salem thought they were uh, flying really? because they would ingest it. You did know. not hear that here on the, no, on the Green and Growing no, Show. No, I read Do not I, ingest any I plant before knowing what it is. that was actually Dr. Armitage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I think gosh. he mentioned that at a Dr. Talk, a has cool uh, books yeah. about, like, yeah, folklore right. and how plants right. got their names and all yeah. that kind of stuff. That's interesting. But they're beautiful plants, and they're just so sturdy and so easy to grow. I just love them. Yeah, I mean, they're beautiful 12 months out of the year. Yeah, like Josh said, if you have autumn ferns and hosta and... Um, hellebores, yeah. and maybe some cast iron plants. Yeah, that's Those are pretty all too. great for the winter. And then off air, we've got about a minute here, Mickey. You okay. were talking about cyclamen as well. I mean, granted, oh, yeah. that's not a perennial, but cyclamen are good little plants right well, now. Well, they are they are perennial. <laughs> not for me, really, well, are they? In pots, they are. Okay. And I also just asked, had hardy cyclamen in my um, Facebook page. Really? Time. Yeah. And the leaves are beautiful. The flowers are not as big. The leaves are beautiful on them. So when when you've got them in pots, do in they... In the pots, I just have the regular cyclamen. Oh, okay. But the hardy cyclamen I have growing all in the woods. Really? It's beautiful. Do you get the same flower? It's a small flower. It looks shaped the same, but it's not as showy. Okay. Yeah, that's a really pretty plant mm-hmm. right now, for sure. Yeah. So a lot of things that you could consider for the landscape that are still in bloom right now, of course, pansies. But yeah. we, we could think outside the, the box. Yeah. Also, Yuletide Camellia. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, That's the yeah, name. Okay. Yeah, and pruning things, back to Josh's point, at the right time, that way, you know, if you're just shearing those into a meatball, yeah. you're going to lose a lot of the blooms. So knowing what you got, when's the right time to prune it, it's really going to be beneficial for enjoying the flowers on these plants. 404-872-0750. Right back after this, an update on traffic and weather. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. 
All right, still 51 degrees outside. The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing and from Channel 2 Chief Meteorologist Brad Nitz. I like that. That has a nice ring to it. Today, partly cloudy, high of around 60, and then mostly cloudy tomorrow. Rain showers throughout the morning, Ugh, high around 57, low around 51. The complete forecast coming up. So Josh and Mickey Gasaway in studio with me. We're talking about things that have blooms now. We love our hellebores. Um, mums are kind of, eh, whatever. <laughs> some of my mums still have flowers. Yeah. But, I mean, we're getting into the Christmas season. We're getting right. into the winter season. Um, what are some other things that you, you know, spending a lot of time at Pike Nursery in the greenhouse and in the stores as you do that you're seeing right now that have flowers? Well, I had somebody send me a picture the other day. want me to ID something, and it was an Edgeworthia <sighs> or paper bush. Yes. And we have those, and I love them. They, they usually don't really come out completely until at, right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. But it's got buds all over it now, and it loses its leaves, and it smells really good. Now, this is a I shrub that the flower comes on before the leaves, and it looks so that, cool. Well, actually, the leaves are still on mine, and the leaves are starting to fall off, and mm-hmm. it's got buds on it. So by the time the buds open, the leaves will be gone. Yeah, it's so unique it. to see them. the flowers first. And I think they're really, I'm, I'm not sure about this, but I think they're actually distantly related to Daphne. Oh, cool. I think so. Okay. Um, and Josh, you mentioned Yuletide camellias. So that is a Japonica type? No, it's a Sangua. Okay, see, this is where I always confuse myself, but my own little... Word association, whatever. Sasanqua, <laughs> like start thinking September. Small leaf. Small leaf. That's good Sasanqua too. Small leaf. Starts with an S, okay? Mm-hmm. Japonica, January. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be kind of the later blooming right. camellias. Most of them. Okay, so mm-hmm. Yuletide, I mean red. Yes, yeah. red with a yellow center. Beautiful. My goodness. And those can get pretty big. Yeah. Do they, they have can't... a scent? No. Mm-hmm. No, okay. No. Not many. There's one or two camellias that have smells, but most of them don't. Yeah. I think they look great when you buy a small, maybe a one gallon or a three gallon, put it in a pot for uh, with you know a pansies or whatever Ooh, yeah. around it. Leave it for about a year, maybe two years, then transplant it into your landscape. Yeah, and so it can get really big. That's going to be really pretty for a year or two in a it's nice, wonderful. like a whiskey. You keep talking about whiskey yeah. barrel, like mm-hmm. I want a whiskey barrel <laughs> because there's so much you could put in it. Yeah, and we have we have some big pots at Pikes. Yeah, They're almost that large. But you were talking about how big the. Uh, the Yuletide's got yeah. weak. I pruned one for a man one time years and years and years ago, and I was on the second story of his house. Oh, my gosh. This, um, this hanging out the window. Yeah. Mickey on bungee cords no, hanging out the window. Actually, I was on the roof. Anyways, <laughs> 404-872-0750. Coming up, more from Pike Nursery. We got Mickey in studio. We'll have Charles Lampkin on the phone. Lawn and Garden Holiday Tasks next on WSB. Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Starting to wind down on Green and Growing. Glad you're here on a Saturday morning. Stuart in Jonesboro has a question about Lantana. Damien in Buford, a bug on his rosemary. So we will get to all of that for sure. 404-872-0750. But want to bring in my friend Charles Lampkin from Pike Nursery. Always a pleasure to have you back, Charles. Good morning. Good morning, Ashley. Managing the Holcomb Bridge store now, right? That's right. How are things in Alpharetta? Uh, 
I couldn't ask for a, a better store and a better staff, so I'm having a good time. Oh, I love that. Well, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all that. It's been a few weeks since we've gotten to speak. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So this is a fun topic for you. Lawn and garden tasks, getting everything ready. The landscape needs to look nice for holiday guests. Just tidying up a bit. And that's what we've been talking about on the show today, whether it's leaf removal or just various other things, some light pruning, just making everything look a little more uh, tidy. And you've got some really good kind of maintenance tips for us this morning. Sure. It, it, like, it never ends, right? Right. We, no, we it's, thought, and it's, we if you're a good done, gardener, but, it shouldn't. But this is easy. This is very easy stuff. Uh, um, I think time maintenance, things that are just going to help you in the long run and keep you from uh, problems exacerbating mm-hmm. in the future or getting worse. So um, general maintenance ideas, and I don't know what you've covered this morning. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to listen, but um, sprinkler systems, irrigation systems in the winter, um, turn them off. You don't need to be running your water. Um, if you recently had a, a large installation or maybe some sod installed, or if your irrigation system has the application of turning off separate zones, maybe you have something that needs water. But for most most plant material right now, turn that water off. Well, A, it's been raining all week, so duh, oh, yeah. we don't need to waste <laughs> the money. But B, when I get up and leave the house at 345 in the morning and, you know, it's on a, like a potentially icy morning, you know, when temperatures are below freezing, your runoff from your sprinkler is going to cause an icy road for me to get to work. So all those are good things to consider just to be considerate of others and the environment, right? And, and, and yeah, of, yeah, of course, save, save your water bill. And I'm glad you brought up icy or snowy conditions. Let's always make sure that you at least have a way to get your plants watered, especially newer, not non-established plants before right. a hard freeze. So don't turn your water off completely outside. You just don't need to be running it every other day or every three days, even like you would be in the summer or fall. Yep. Yep. All right. What Um, else? Listen, I mean, this, this is, uh, you know, kind of obvious right now, but with all the leaves falling and just kind of the mess they make, if you haven't already, you know, cover your grill, um, protect your patio from some of the elements, your furniture, put a weather seal um, while we've been warm without the rain. So go ahead and and protect what you can outside um, and then just clear the leaves, clear any debris from your gutters, from your yard, from your garden beds. And I'm sure you've given a hundred different ways on what you you can do with those leaves. Um, (laughs) We used to, we used to mulch them up uh, with my dad's lawnmower when we were small. And that was my worm bed. That's where I'd find my worms to go fishing. Um, but they, even when they're mulched up, they can make a, a really nice bedding material. Um, and the least you could do is put them into paper bags and, and have your city or county pick them up. So try to do the right thing with those leaves. Good. Good. I like that. And now as far as like if we've got, you know, an outdoor garden, but we've got a lot of pots, whether it's ceramic pots, plastic pots, you know, some are a little more uh, terracotta is obviously going to withstand and weather through anything but we may just kind of want to think about what to do with the pots and move do we need to move them around or what's in the pots what do we do with those yeah so depending on what type the pot is is the first thing to start with if if it's a heavy pot if it's got a thick wall it's going to withstand our freezes um if if you're unsure about it if it's a family heirloom bring it closer to the house possibly bring it into the garage so you don't risk it freezing over winter um most of your plant material right now if if you haven't refreshed 
for your your winter plants, go ahead and do that. It's it's not too late to get your pansies, violas, ornamental vegetables in. And if you are refreshing your pots with those plants, refresh your pots with some better and and newer soil as yeah. well. It's going to benefit and and go a long ways with those plants. Um, another thing uh, for your your beds is go ahead and just clean them clean them up, give them a fresh fresh cover of mulch that can help insulate some of the roots on some of your more tender plants the leaves are pretty much done falling so you don't have to worry about raking the leaves out of the mulch which is just a, a pain to me um and then in those beds if you've already planted your pansies you want a little bit more oomph go ahead and get some of your spring blooming bulbs in it's it's not too late we have not we've we've been rather warm we have not crossed that fresh line to where we've missed chill hours on these on these bulbs yet and so right we're now, thinking for the spring we want daffodils we want irises hyacinth uh tulips of course are going to be a big favorite oh definitely mm-hmm. definitely plant them right underneath your pansy be- your pansy beds or in between your your violas or ornamental uh cabbages and kales um get them in and they'll your your daffodils are kind of like the signal is spring. You know, once you see your daffodils in bloom, that really signifies spring for me. So late February, early March. But, you know, get those get those bulbs in right now. we still got a good supply of them. In fact, we've uh, gone ahead and run a run a discount for the weekend for those bulbs. So right now all our bulbs are 30% off wow. in our stores. Okay. So, through yeah, the weekend? So, through the weekend for sure. Okay. And we'll see uh, how supplies look after the weekend. Wow, 30% off spring blooming bulbs. Okay, so get those in the ground now. And going back to your point, Charles, about um, when we were talking about the pots and what's going to withstand the cold weather and what's not, I, I say this from experience, glass hummingbird feeders and glass bird baths, I've lost one of each to letting it freeze. You know, like the water's in the bird bath just chilling and then the whole thing just breaks apart on a really, really cold night. So uh, make sure that if you have glass stuff in the landscape, that you don't let water freeze in it when it gets really cold. Yeah, yeah. bird baths, bird feeders, yeah. uh, the solar orbs or the little glass oh, orbs those in, in the garden are really popular too. Get those get those inside. They are not yeah. going to make it through winter. Yeah, okay. And now what about our grass? I mean, really, there's not, you know, like, I mean, warm season grasses, I don't know if there's a whole lot to be done right now, but what are we thinking as far as, do we have to fertilize? Do we, what do we need to do? Um, the only thing fertilizing wise right now would be fescue and you're, you're going to be fertilizing it every about once a month, every eight weeks through the entire growing season, which is from about September through March. You could do it about every, every eight weeks. Let's say about every other month, you know, um, or every month and a half. Let's, let's keep fertilizing your, your fescue, um, Bermuda. Not a lot to do with if uh, if for some reason you didn't do a clean edge, you know, on your sidewalks or against your driveway and you got some Bermuda kind of scuffing over the edges there. I would, you know, run the edger on it. Um, any any places where it's creeped into your garden beds, pull it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can do that, but nothing really to to do with um, your warm season grasses and think about um Honestly, think about getting another pre-emergent down in about a month. You know, we're, we're recommending pre-emergents right now about every three months. And if you got it down at the right time, September, October, around the beginning of January is going to be your, your second winter 
uh, weed application. Okay, so yeah, we're a little late. I mean, if you didn't do it in September, you are seeing weeds now. You're seeing winter weeds now, and and they're starting and pre-emergence too late for what you're seeing now. But what you're saying, maybe in another month or so, go ahead and do another application to pre-emergence. If, yeah, if you if you did right and you did apply this application, and you're going to come to the store in January or February and say, I got weeds. I'll put yeah. on pre-emergent. I was like, when did you? That? Yep. September. <laughs> right. You know, it, it does run out. And, and most chemical formulas that you're going to see from us or others are going to run out within three to four months. Mm-hmm. So the same thing in, in spring through summer. Too. Yeah, it's like you know, clockwork. That one application in February is not going to get you all the way through August. Yeah, you've got to be on a good regimen for at least a solid year to really start seeing the impact of a pre-emergent. Um, and Charles, so mentioning spring blooming bulbs are 30% off, and y'all have another great deal going on this weekend only for folks like me who've procrastinated <laughs> and haven't gotten their Christmas decor yet. Well, incredible, incredible deal on Christmas, inside Christmas decor, all Christmas decor and lifelike trees are 20% off. If you haven't gotten a live or cut tree yet, I hate calling them live, but cut tree, (laughs) um, we are running a promotion right now and and, uh, you need to be a Planet Dirt member. Uh, But any of our Planet Dirt members would have received a coupon in their email and you can go and buy your cut tree with the stand that we provide that has a full rebate on it. You buy any tree in our greenhouse, cut tree, uh, uh, Christmas tree, we're going to give you a $50 gift card. Ooh, wow. Free $50 yeah. pike gift card to use on anything in the store. Yeah, yeah. The day after the purchase. So you can't use it towards that purchase today. Uh, but any day after uh, you make this purchase today with, with the tree and stand, we'll give you a $50 gift card um, for getting a tree today. And um, we still have we still have a good number of trees. We're not in the same we didn't run out as, as quick as we did last year. So a pretty good selection. There's not going to be your mammoth trees left, but we still got a good selection of trees in most of our stores. That's awesome. And hey, I'm going to tell a secret too. The coupon's available on the website. Pikenursery.com. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just print it out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or <laughs> have, a, to the store. have a screenshot of it or something, yeah, on your phone. Because uh, they do have to have something to scan. But pikenursery.com. You'll be able to go there and a $10 gift card for a live wreath purchase, too. So. Yeah, the 24-inch mixed wreath, which is our most popular wreath size and look, and the mailbox huggy. You buy five wreaths, you get a $50 gift card. Six wreaths, you get a $60 gift card. Give them to your friends, your neighbors, yeah, you know. That's a good hostess spread, gift. Spread the joy. Absolutely. All right. Well, so website one more time for folks that want to find where their nearest store is. PikeNursery.com. That's right. And the offer that Charles is talking about with the free $50 gift card with the purchase of a fresh tree and stand, that expires at the end of tomorrow. So a close of business yep. tomorrow. Yeah, you got to get moving on this today or tomorrow. Well, Charles, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Of course. Thank you very much for having me as well. Have a good weekend. You do the same. Bye-bye. All right. Talk soon. And when we come back, we'll talk to Stuart and Damien, who are on the phone. And we got Mickey and Josh Gasaway in studio. So stay with us on 95.5 WSB. All right, the weather update for the weekend brought to you by Finley Roofing. Partly cloudy today. It's already drying out a high of close to 60. But then tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies, rain showers throughout the morning. High of around 57 and low around 51. Got time for a couple more calls real quick. And Mickey, I'm going to recruit you for this. Stuart in Jonesboro. Good morning. Welcome to the show. 
Well, thank you. Enjoy yeah. your show. Thank you. A um, couple quickies. Um, should I cut back my dormant lantana? Yeah, I cut mine back. I don't cut it all the way to the ground. I cut it back to maybe six inches or something just to make it look better. But okay. I don't really cut it all the way back until after I start seeing the green come up around the bottom. Kind of what I guessed. The, the other thing, just to brag a little bit. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, my wife picked a perfectly good tomato. Uh, wow. <laughs> That's I hope awesome. you took a picture of it. It, it. it was a tad on the small side, but it was it, it was perfectly wow. tasty. Wow. Shoot. Well, a yeah. December tomato. I love it's it. Incredible. In Jonesboro, I mean, too, you think that's not that much further no, south. But me and Woodstock, mine were already frostbitten, yeah. soft, gross, mushy. That's great. Good for you guys. Yeah. Yep. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, Stuart. So good to hear from you. That's cool. That I, I get a kick out of that. All right. And real quick, Mickey, we've got time for Damien and Buford. Hey, good morning. Hi, good morning. So so good to hear from you. So you've got rosemary, which we love. Yeah, it's a great smell. Yeah. Oh, I have it right by my entrance. So here was my question. I was pruning and these little white, almost like sand fleas were coming out from the bottoms of the leaves from the underside. I'm like, all right, well, they're not biting me, so that's good. <laughs> and then I looked at my ornamental kale, and I had the same thing. And I'm like, what the heck are you guys? So that was my question. What What the heck are they, Mickey? So, I mean, I'm it, not sure since it's on both things because most insects are host-specific. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it would be. I would probably use some neem oil or something on them, you know, yeah. if it's harming it anyway. So neem oil is going to be safe. Because these are edible. Your, yeah, you could eat it. and um, It's a natural product that's going to kind of suffocate them out, right? And that's what it does. That's the only thing I can think of since I don't know what it is. Yeah. But if it's small, it, that will usually work. So a lot of times, yeah, we want to properly identify the pest we're dealing with first. But in this case, trying to be kind of broad, yeah. general, because it's an edible. That's that's a great suggestion, yeah. the neem oil. What about that um, in Pike, the... Captain Jack's, like the dead bug brew. What's yeah, that for? That that because that's organic. Yeah, it's organic, and you can use that. Um, you can use it from almost any of the homoptera. I mean, they work like um, the and for white fly. I, I always use it for white fly. Oh, okay. But I think you could probably use that as well. So, Damien, we kind of answered your question. It's don't know exactly of, what the bug exactly is, good. but we gave you a solution, so that's good. Keep that's on with I that do. rosemary. Oh my gosh, such a good smell. So good for cooking. Josh Gazaway, Mickey Gazaway, tag teaming it on the show today. Thank you both. Thank you for having us. It was so fun. Now, Josh has a couple of jobs to go do, but enjoy the nice dry day. Will do. Mickey's going to be at Pike Nursery. Which one? West Cobb. Go see her and tell her you heard her on the radio this morning, and she always does a fantastic job. All of you, I'm really glad to be back. I'll be back with you Monday morning during Atlanta's morning news. Oh, I'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) I I might as well just go and spend the night here. So I'll be back on the weekly checkup tomorrow at 3. But y'all take care. It was a fantastic weekend. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.